Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty in the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson back from a trip out west. He's back at the uh, First Bank Studio in Laurel, and we're glad to have him back. Glad to have you with us as well today. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. It's a great place to do some catering now. We still have some holiday time in front of us. If you want to cater a small affair for your family, uh, Dickies can do that either buffet style or individual meals. Uh, the same thing if you're having a church or business function. Make sure that you include Dickies on your catering list. And also, quickly want to remind everybody again about the 2020 Homes of Hope for Children Toy and Canned Food Drive drop off points for toys and canned food donations. Corner markets in Bellevue, Oak Grove, and Midtown. The Citizens Bank drive through on Highway 98 West. Todd Shrebel, State Farm Agent at US 11 in Purvis, Bocoma Casino in Sandersville, and our Super Talk Laurel Studio in downtown Laurel. We'll be broadcasting the JT Show Friday live from the Midtown Corner Market, and we'd sure appreciate uh, your donations of canned food and uh, toys for the kids at Homes of Hope. All right, Luke is back with us. It is early signing day, and it appears that the new Southern Miss coaching staff is really pulling off some surprise catches. Luke Johnson back just in time to give us an up-to-the-minute update on signees for Southern Miss football. Luke? Glad to be back, Bob. And, yeah, it was uh, – it was we, we knew yesterday of about seven that were coming. So uh, Will Hall had basically said that, you know, you would we would get between seven and nine today. And then word came out just a minute ago, Tad Blaylock, the new director of uh, operations at Southern Miss, said, uh, we aren't done yet. He tweeted that out. And just breaking now, and I'll go back through the other signees, but these are two huge gets. Southern Miss now with 11 commits uh, slash signees today. Uh, a lot on the offensive side of the ball, Some also some athletes. But this is just breaking literally in the last five minutes. Both Chandler Pittman and Zay Franks, of McGee High School have now committed to Southern Miss. Now, why is that huge? Chandler Pittman was McGee's quarterback in the state championship game, scored five touchdowns, had offers, um, originally committed to Ole Miss, and then uh, was getting looked at by Memphis, Army, Florida State. But now um, he has just tweeted out he is committed. He's a 5'10", 160-pound athlete. We'll probably see him, yeah, in that athlete form. His teammate, uh, Zay Franks, who was committed – to the University of Central Florida until yesterday, big receiver from McGee. He has now also, with his teammate, committed to Southern Miss. So that's just breaking literally in the last few minutes. Zay Franks and Chandler Pittman, that's huge. Now to to do an overall recap of where we are, Southern Miss today, the other nine, so the nine of the 11, two quarterbacks, an offensive lineman, two other receivers, um, and on the defensive side of the ball, a linebacker, a defensive lineman, 
uh, and then a place kicker. And I'll go through these, Bob, and you just stop me anytime you want All to. Right. The, the biggest, one of the b- biggest names other than Pittman and Frank's local talent, Ty Keys from Taylorsville High School. And this morning, as uh, they were, uh, as he was signing his national letter of intent, as, as the decoration, the three state championship trophies that Ty Keys won at Taylorsville were, uh, were right in front of him as he signed, um, his national letter of intent. So Ty Keys, the quarterback, uh, a name that we had not heard, a name that really hadn't been said, but T. Webb, who is a freshman at the University of Louisville, he's coming in to transfer. He's a quarterback, 6'4", 190, runs about a 4'6", 4'7". He's coming in also as a quarterback. Uh, At the wide receiver position, Jeremiah Robinson from Petal, he committed earlier this fall. He's a wide receiver, 4'4", guy. And then Richard Mays, a 6'2 receiver out of Ridgeland, flipped from Monroe yesterday and committed and signed today to go with Southern Miss. Southern Miss with a lot of skill players. You look at Franks, Robinson, Mays, and Pittman. Offensive line, Southern Miss gets a big uh, commit out of George County. Uh, I'm sorry, Green County High School. Green County High School. Mikhail McLeod, 6'4", 315. He just played in the Mississippi-Alabama game. So that's a big, big... Big guy up front on the offensive line. Also on the defensive side, Southern Miss gets two uh, transfers. Everett Cunningham is a senior from Memphis. He originally played at West Point, so he's coming in. He's kind of a hybrid linebacker defensive end, kind of what we saw from Avery Habas um, this year. And uh, and then this is a, a, another big transfer, um, Montre Edwards. He's from Jackson originally. He signed with Missouri. He's coming back. He should have four years left to play. He's a big defensive lineman, 6'3", 290. In the defensive secondary, um, Brendan Tolls from Lafayette High School. Uh, he's a, a, a lot of people you know, look at him as a, possibly a, a really good cornerback. And then Jack Tannehill, place kicker, arguably uh, one of the best kickers available in the South. Uh, he will come too. So, Southern Miss, um, this is a really, really good cl- – I mean, you you only had 13 scholarships this go-around simply because you got people coming back, you know, with, with the COVID rules. But Southern Miss gets, of the 11, Bob, that are signing today, 10 – this is probably the biggest story – 10 are Mississippi kids. That's unbelievable. Well, I think that's great news from a fan perspective. Uh, I think that's what you do – that's what you do to get people interested locally – uh, and your program uh, to buy tickets. The two kids that you mentioned here at the last minute from McGee, are these kids that are expected to sign today, or are they just making a commitment to sign? So, yeah, you would think they would sign, and it kind of corresponds. I got word about an hour ago, you know, we might be signing two more. Then Blaylock posts that, our new football operations guy, we aren't done yet. And so, yeah, Chandler, uh, Chandler Pittman, Zay Franks is signed. So this is out from Southern Miss football uh five minutes ago, that Zay Franks has signed to uh, play at Southern Miss. And I just can't tell you. I mean, this is a dude that wasn't even – like, he's going to Central Florida. He's been going to Central Florida. And he, he decommits yesterday uh, and comes. So, uh, yeah, so we expect Chandler Pittman should should be following pretty closely. As of 16 minutes ago, he committed. Uh, he's an official commitment to Southern Miss. So just waiting on him to sign. So as a guy that follows us uh, pretty closely, your evaluation, I, I, I get the impression, is very high uh, in regards to what this brand-new coaching staff has been able to accomplish so quickly. As far as skill player-wise, 
you signed one of the two top quarterbacks in the state of Mississippi, Luke Altmyer from Starkville being the other one going to Ole Miss. So you just signed arguably the top quarterback. You signed a top five, top ten athlete in Chandler Pittman. You signed a top five receiver in Zay Franks. You get instant, uh, you get instant ability. Uh, Edwards will play next year on the defensive line. You expect Cunningham will, will play on defense. You get the top kicker in the state of Mississippi. You get a really good defensive back in, in tolls. And then you look at, you know, the, the other guys, um, that sign. Mays was a part of that amazing Richland offense this year that, that shredded defenses left and right. And T Webb coming out, uh, last year, the transfer quarterback from Louisville. T Webb was a, a top 27. He was like 27th nationally quarterback. Had offers from 20 schools, including Miami, Georgia Tech, other teams like that. Went to Louisville. He's coming in also. So I don't, and then, you know, you get local talent. You get Robinson from, from Pedal. I don't, I don't see how you give these guys 10 days to work or 12 days to work. I don't, I don't see how in the world. I mean, I would have been, I would have been saying the same thing, Bob, with Pittman and, and without Pittman and Franks, the nine that they signed today, I was like, wow, you put those two guys. This is, this is one of the best signing classes Southern Miss has done in maybe the last 10 or 15 years. And what do you credit that to? I mean, uh, obviously the uh, coach is, is a good recruiter, but I mean, this kind of, Kind of blows away expectations. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it, it does in one sense. The other sense was you knew Will Hall with his connections, and you felt like you would start getting movement. I didn't think we would have this much movement in, in year one. I mean, or I'm sorry, in week one. <laughs> That's the best way to say it. So, yeah, I mean, right out the gate, Will Hall shows that he can convince, connect, and bring in top talent. And, and when we think about this, I mean, l- think about this again. Um, Jeremiah Robinson, South Mississippi. Mikael McLeod, South Mississippi. Ty Keys, South Mississippi. Zay Franks, South Mississippi. Chandler Pittman, when he signs, South Mississippi. We just we just went and got ballers south of I twenty. They were coming to Hattiesburg, and that's what you know. Will Hall kind of talked about last week in his press conference. Well, I think to me that's the most exciting part. Uh, just we talked about it yesterday. You just hate to see kids from down here going to schools up north or particularly schools out of state. So congratulations uh, to Coach Hall and his staff. All right, basketball won last night. Women's basketball, as, as we reported to you last week with Coach McNella still on the freeze. We're going to talk to Candace Rucker coming up next. She's a former Lady Golden Eagle basketball player. See what her thoughts are about the, the upcoming season and all the adversity being faced by the women's basketball program uh, due to COVID. And then we'll bring Kelly in. We'll talk more about recruiting, about the basketball game last night. Lots to cover on the Eagle Hour, so we hope you'll stay with us. To the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a signing day Wednesday. Southern Miss 
now with 11 official signees during the break. Got a text message, and if you go on Southern Miss website, both Chandler Pittman and Zay Franks from McGee High School have signed with the Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles up to 11. We'll be breaking it down just a little later in the show, a little more, uh, but an exciting day. And if you can go to southernmiss.com right now and check out the newest Golden Eagles. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark, located in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, on Hardy Street, right across from the administration building. Big yellow building. Uh, obviously, you can get books in there, but there's all Southern Miss swag. You got about, uh, what, about nine days before Christmas? And if you're looking for uh, the Golden Eagle and your family to get them some swag for, Check out our friends at Campus Bookmark. You can always uh, go shop 24-7 at campusbookmark.net, and they're a proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Luke uh, Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, and Laurel shifting some to women's basketball. And happy to have on the phone with us now Candice Rucker. She played from 2008 to 2010 for the Lady Eagles. And, Candice, how's your Wednesday going? Oh, it's going great, actually. Got the last bit of my Christmas Thanks. shopping out the way, so. Oh, that's good. That's uh, you can you can uh, put it on cruise uh, un- until Christmas Day. Congrats on that, because that is an accomplishment, and I'm I haven't I'm not there yet. So uh, originally from Memphis, Tennessee, and by way of Southwest Tennessee Community College, and and while you were in community college, you averaged twenty points a game, had an outstanding uh, time there. How'd you get to Hattiesburg uh, from Southwest Community College in, in Memphis, Tennessee? Um, actually, Joy Lee, um, me and her had developed a friendship way before she had got to Southern Miss when she was over at um, Memphis State. She had came and visited me um, quite a few times, and I we actually had built a, a great friendship. She came and sat in class with me and kind of called, and we talked a little bit. But I had ver- initially I had verbally agreed to go to Southern Miss with her when she transferred over to Southern Miss. So from there, we just... I kind of strayed away when I I um, went to Colorado, and then I ended up back to her somehow, some way. <laughs> she <laughs> she had welcomed me with open arms, regardless of the decision that I had made. So from there, we just always had a bond since high school, since I was in high school. Yeah, I can I can see that now that Joy Lee's sitting in class with you. I mean, that's got to be pretty interesting. But but Candace, we hear about her all the time. From it doesn't matter if they played last year. It doesn't matter if they played ten years ago, like you, or even in some of her first classes of of the mother figure that Joy Lee McNellis is in the life of her players. Is that right? Yes, sir. She she, always, she has the ability. Been their mother. And, and as a mother, we assume that she not only encourages you, but she can be pretty feisty on you as well. Is that true? Whew, yes, sir. We had our time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all out we, of uh, We had no harm. Oh yeah, that's what that's what we heard. We we heard uh, several stories about how she loved to get after you guys in in practice. So you you come in in 2008, and what jumps out to me immediately is um, you'd only been playing really for for the Golden Eagles for about a month, and back to back weeks. Actually, this week, 12 years ago, and next week, 12 years ago, you were named the Conference USA Rookie of the Week. What did it mean for you to be able to come in immediately and contribute on the Lady Eagle basketball team? Oh wow! It was it, it really was a, a 
a really nice experience for me being that coming into Colorado, I had to ride the bench behind other players and actually coming in to submit and actually playing and actually getting out there showing what I could do. It was just a, like the great, the greatest feeling ever, like actually being a co- contributor to the team. So that was awesome. Yeah, and you look at what you did, you know, that first season, um, played against Mississippi State. Uh, you, you had a great night um, against Nickel State. And then I was looking at, at uh, the, the game against Oklahoma State. I'm, I'm sure you remember this. It was the, the most you scored the entire season, December 19, 2008. 24 points against 23-ranked Oklahoma State. you remember that game? Um, I, I'm – I'm not sure. I, I quite remember that one. Well, that that means that you played really well. <laughs> you yeah. scored twenty. You I don't scored twenty. Twenty four Another another interesting thing about you that you led the team in blocks. Also, um, wasn't just on the offensive end. Is it hard sometimes um, getting both ends of the court? Uh, you know, in in part of your game, because most people are known as a defensive player, an offensive player. Is it hard making sure that you have both ends of of your game uh, refined? <laughs> yes, sir. Especially when the coach is hauling you for both ends. Like she makes sure no one gets around me on defense. She makes sure I block and rebound. And she just makes sure I'm the all out defensive player in the game. So it's defend the best player on their team, and also I have to focus on. Scoring and you know, saying helping my team on my end, so that really was like it was a big challenge. We're talking to Candace Rucker, who played for the Lady Eagles from 2008 uh, to 2010. You know, Candace, we talked about how Joy Lee was a mother figure and still is. What about your your teammates? Um, we hear it a lot from uh, from former Lady Eagles and you know f- former Eagles. Just how being a part of a team, especially in Hattiesburg, is like a family. Did you find that to be true during your time at Southern Miss? Oh yes, ma- yes, yes, yes. It was like a, a it was a home away from home. Like really, all the way down from the the, the Eagle fans. Uh, we had our mentors that took care of us, and that was just. I've never experienced it. Like, we had a whole family away from our family that actually, that we spent holidays with, that we went and visited, that we got gifts from, food from, like, anything we needed. Like, we had a family there with us away from our own family. So that that helped out a whole lot, being that we couldn't, we were athletes and we couldn't work and we were away from our families. It, it was just, it, it all worked out. That first year, uh, you guys made it to the third round of uh, the Conference USA Championships. I think eventually dropped one uh, to, to Tulane. The conference was really so competitive uh, back then also. What do you remember about some of those conference games against Memphis and UAB and Marshall and Tulane? Oh, I remember those games. Well, I remember um, the UAB game. Um, the Marshall game was one of our biggest games. I remember and coming to the conference, we were down like we were trailing the whole game, and somehow, some way, we got a boost of energy and came back and wanted to go on to play. I think UCF in the conference finals or going to the conference finals or something like that. But that was yeah, that was right. amazing. Yeah, that, that was like one of my biggest biggest games that I, I remember. I, I remember that one hands on. 
Well, Candace, our, our we, listeners always like Tulane, to hear. I I'm sorry. Go ahead. Flute. I think when we played our last, my senior year, we played. We was about to play two line. I ended up catching the flu and couldn't play. Oh. <laughs> the last oh, game that always stinks. <laughs> right, Candace, our uh, our listeners always like to know what former athletes are doing now. Where are you, and what are you up to these days? Uh, right now, I'm actually back in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm currently. I stay. Um, I'm, I'm still in Memphis. I do hair right now. I'm not doing too much anything else due to the coronavirus. So right now, I'm just that's what I do. I'm I'm a hairstylist. Well, that's good. That that's really good. Well, congratulations on that, and uh, thank you so much for your time today, being on the Eagle Hour. We wish you and your family a very merry Christmas. Okay. Thank you. You too. That's uh, Candace Rucker, who played for Southern Miss from 2008 to 2010. Twelve weeks ago, or 12 years ago this week, the Conference USA Rookie of the Week. Uh, so good to, to catch up with her. Um, Bob, uh, back to signing day. Uh, just an email just came out from Jack uh, Duggan, uh, official now, 11 signees um, today. And included on that is Zay Franks and um, Chandler Pittman. So it's a big day for Southern Miss. This is possibly one of the best uh, signing classes. It, it's got to be in recent history. I may say 20 years now. It's, it's pretty amazing what Will Hall and his staff pulled off. Well, it's good to see. It's uh, been a long, difficult year, and things have certainly started looking up here toward uh, the end of the year. Great uh, final game performance uh, last weekend that we've talked a lot about, but it was very exciting to watch. And uh, now this great uh, news on recruiting day. So things appear to be on the up and up for uh, Southern Miss football. And also uh, back to Candace Rucker for just a moment. Uh, while you were gone last week, Luke, we had Joy Lee on the uh, program. She has been suffering pretty mightily from COVID, uh, but uh, seems to be now beginning to uh, fight her way through it. Uh, she was uh, did one segment with us, and uh, we asked our listeners uh, last week and asked them again today to keep uh, Coach McDowell in your prayers and hope that her uh, recovery continues. I think she's on the upswing now and uh, beginning to put the virus behind her. That was uh, late last week, but she's a great lady, uh, and as you heard from uh, Candace Rucker, a, a mom in a lot of ways to these kids that play basketball here. So our best to uh, Coach McDellis and our thanks to Candace Rucker for joining us on the Eagle Hour. We will locate Kelly Sanders somewhere out there in Radio Land and bring him on the show next. To the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Our thanks to First Bank for their continuing support of the Eagle Hour and, of course, Southern Miss Athletics. Want to thank Candace Rucker for joining us from Memphis, Tennessee, uh, in the previous segment. This part of the show sponsored by Fourth Street Bar and Grill, our good buddy Slade and his crew down there, right in the shadow of the rock. 
mine and Kelly's favorite place to hang out, watch a good ball game. And boy, Kelly, those eight ninety five lunches. Uh, you know, I say this often, Kelly, but people when they think of Four Street Bar and Grill, they probably think of you know a place to play pool, have some cold beer, and watch a football game. But dude, I'm gonna tell you, the food there's uh, the food there will knock you out. Yeah, and and of course the eight ninety five includes the drink and and well you know your your soft drink or whatever and that we all know that that's kind of how restaurants make a good bit of money is is charging you for the three dollar drink that cost them you know ten cents right which you know whatever but yeah that that includes the drink and it's gotten to the point down there Bob where I don't even have to take my debit card anymore they have my number <laughs> memorized <laughs> which I I guess could be dangerous but uh, so far so good but yeah four streets are great place to hang out but now your vodka tonic you like at lunch that's not included in the 895 when you have that is it no it's not and we really didn't have to go there but thank you very much bob for letting, letting people know my uh drink nice of bloody mary for breakfast vodka, vodka collins for lunch and then the hard stuff when the sun goes down that's right that's right and so this is Luke's like a kid in a candy store today on signing day, isn't he? Uh, yeah, we're not letting him on this segment. We wanted his blood pressure to go down some. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid that he was going to hemorrhage or something uh, in the first set. He'll be back with us. He is tied in now to the, uh, you'll love this, Kelly, the Zoom conference uh, call, uh, press conference. Uh, obviously, you can't have normal press conferences now, so they do it via Zoom. Right. And uh, that's what Luke is watching, and then he'll be back to update us. But before we get back to football, hey, man, let's talk about basketball. Win. I, I like yeah. talk about wins. Yeah, the Eagles pulled one off last night at uh, at Lamar over in uh, Beaumont, Texas, and it really looked like it was going to be a runaway. Uh, the Eagles really dominated uh, the first half. They, they dominated particularly inside. They showed where, where they were a lot bigger than Lamar and, uh, and a lot more athletic, and of course, the second half, the Cardinals fought back. But one statistic that jumps out really about this team all year long, Bob, is they just continue to out-rebound teams. They out-rebounded the Cardinals last night, 36-27. to In fact, of the of the games that Southern Miss has played so far, they've only been out-rebounded by one team, mm-hmm. and that was by Tulane. But a good uh, rebounding performance again last night, 36-27 to over Lamar, and we kind of you're worried about the way the team was shooting the ball early on. Well, as we, as we suspected, the more games that they play and the more consistent they become, you know, they're going to warm up a little bit. And that was exactly the case last night against Lamar. The Eagles shot 50% from the floor. Now, remember, that's a road game, right? So shooting 50% on the road, that's, that's pretty doggone good. Coaches will shoot for, you know, they're hoping for maybe 40 to 42% uh, on the road floor, but they shot 50%. And then from the three-point line, they shot 42%, which uh, that's, you know, if you're one for three, you're doing pretty good. But they shot 42%. And free throws, they were 71%. Now, it, it all added up to just a three-point win, but it might as well be 100, right? Right. Um, playing Lamar from the Southland. Now, the next game for the Eagles will be uh, the 19th, which is a Saturday against ULM, Louisiana Monroe. That's a 2 o'clock start at Reed Green Coliseum, and then they've added the game the Monday after Christmas, the 28th of December, Loyola of New Orleans is driving up for a matinee on the Monday after Christmas. That'll be a 2 o'clock start on Monday. And then, believe it or not, Bob, we turn the calendar into 2021, and the Eagles get right into Conference USA play with that um, that Friday-Saturday doubleheader with uh, UTEP at Reed Green Coliseum. So, mm-hmm. ready or not, 
for here we come. basketball. Here we go. I know a week or so ago, you and I were talking, and Coach Ladner had said the guys needed to get tougher. They needed to yeah. fight more inside the paint. Sounds like that's what happened last night. It did, yeah, particularly uh, in the first half. Tay Hardy led uh, Southern Miss in the first half with you know, 10 points. You know, and the thing about Tay Hardy that's so good is he can shoot the three-point shot if he needs to. He's also not afraid to go to the hole. Where a lot of a lot of those uh, point guards are not necessarily the biggest dudes on the floor, so when they when they go in there to the lane of the Giants, they sometimes get slapped around. But he's not afraid to do that. Um, and you know, you credit Lamar for for coming back and making it a game. You know, Tick Price is their coach. He used to be up at Memphis back in years of my day, and um, and he co- he coached Lamar. So that was a good win, a good win for the Eagles. Anytime you win, whether it's by one or by three, and particularly on the road, man, that's. That builds confidence, and that'll help you going into league play. Yeah, I read where Coach Leiter said last night, anytime you go on the road and win a Division One basketball game, uh, it's been a good night. Really, there's no such thing as, as an easy road trip at that level of play, Kelly. No, and, and from the Southland Conference, it looks like uh, some some league shuffling is going to be taking place because the, the WAC, you know, the Western Athletic Conference, as we've known it, apparently is – is soliciting for the t- four teams from the Southland, including Lamar. They're going after Lamar. Uh, Stephen F. Austin is another is another team that they're that they're going after. Um, and I'm trying to think. There's um, a couple of other teams in the Southland that it looks like may be going uh, to the West. Sam Houston State mm-hmm. is is a third one, and can't come up with the fourth one right away. But apparently. Whatever's going to happen there with the WAC is going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And if those teams from the Southland go to uh, the WAC, you know, what will become of Southland, the Southland? And would Conference USA jump in there and pick up some of those teams from the Southland? So here we go. There's always. Oh, no. Here here we go again, right? (laughs) Conference is reshuffling. That always makes me a little nervous because history seems to show we get left outside when that happens, Kelly. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, I, I do applaud Tim Brando, who's who's a native of Louisiana as a broadcaster. He he has really been hammering the NCAA about calling the the football playoff. He's calling it the Power Five Invitational. He's a hundred percent correct. He's a hundred percent correct. <laughs> yeah, he is. But but you know, rarely will broadcasters like that you know make their opinions public. Um, and of course, a lot of this is driven by Iowa State's meteoric rise. And you know, Luke, so Luke, bless his heart, was afraid that I was going to be offended if I said, "Luke, man, I went just because I went to Iowa State doesn't mean I can't, you know, mm-hmm. call it the way I see it." And yeah, I think Iowa State probably is a little bit overrated. We're going to find out Saturday when they play Oklahoma, you know, for the Big Twelve championship. But if they beat Oklahoma again, well, then maybe they are a top sixteen. Right. But right now. Um, yeah, and, and of course, he's, Tim Brando was referring to the Coastal Carolinas and the Marshals of the world, who yeah. you know the BYUs, who you know have great records but just don't seem to get any love at all at the national scene. So, but again, we've talked about on this show that more and more administrators, athletic directors, and university presidents are leaning toward breaking off from those Power Five, letting them do their own deal, and then starting up another layer, if you will. Of, uh, of NCAA well, competition. I'm 100% for that. I'll tell you, the best college football game I've seen all year was the BYU-Coastal Carolina football game. And so what that tells me is you could break the two divisions, for lack of a better term, away from one another. And uh, and the schools outside of the, uh, outside of the Power Five, I just think it would add excitement. 
I think it would be a fantastic uh, national championship chase in that division every year. And I'm just one fan that says, take your Power 5 schools and go play each other all year long. And and, uh, let's get everything back on an even playing field. And let's let every young man that plays college football at the Division I level have an opportunity to compete for a national championship. And really, when you take a Coastal Carolina or a Marshall, you know, Marshall now was upset by Rice, you know, but up until that point, we were talking about how Marshall could essentially be undefeated and the best it could hope for would be a bid to the New Orleans Bowl. That's just wrong. Which, which you know, we love the New Orleans Bowl, but I'm just saying, when you go undefeated, you should certainly be able to compete for a more lucrative, a financially, you know, more rewarding bowl than the New Orleans Bowl. Yeah, but let's be honest, we love the New Orleans Bowl when we can get out and go to the bars and the restaurants sure. and drink and eat, too, right? Um, uh, any any further comment would have to come from the president, by the way. He's not awake. He's taking a nap. Oh, you know, and and I know we're going to be talking uh, recruiting in the next segment, but Will Hall, in his press conference, when he came to Southern Miss, he said one of the things that one of the things he wanted was that for every recruiting class to have a strong Mississippi DNA. He's got that. and. Yes, and and what's what's impressive to me, especially, was the short amount of time that he had together to put this class together, the number of players that he's gotten to flip, you know, commitments, whether it was to Louisiana Monroe or whether it was to Louisville or whether it was to Georgia or some of these other schools, these guys have flipped. But particularly impressive, Bob, is the number of athletes north of Jackson that he's getting to come to Southern Miss. Right. You know, it used to be that those other two schools in Mississippi would get those kids north of Jackson. But now he's got some studs, you know, coming to Southern Miss. And because State and Ole Miss, the schools obviously I'm referring to, because they've got all that SEC money, they've expanded their recruiting efforts to, you know, from California to New York, right? Right. Well, that's leaving some Mississippi kids out of the shuffle. Now they're signing a few, but but I think because the State and Ole Miss are – expanding their recruiting search, I think that's going to bode well for Mississippi kids that want to stay in the state. they got a coach now at Southern Miss that wants them to stay in state. And you know what I say, Kelly? You can have all those kids from California and New York. Give us the Mississippi boys and uh, let's play football here in Hattiesburg. I think you agree. I guarantee right? you, none of, none of these Mississippi boys have ever eaten an avocado. Nor want to. <laughs> <laughs> but they've had crawfish and ribs, my friend. That's kind of that's what I'm talking about. That's what we're looking for. All right, it. Luke will rejoin us. We hope he's caught his breath, settled down, and uh, can come back on the Eagle Hour here in the last second. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. The full crew back for the first time now in uh, some time. Luke rejoins us from the First Bank Studio over in Laurel. Kelly's with us, of course, and I'm in Hattiesburg. This segment sponsored by Toyota of Hattiesburg. It's a great place to buy a car, truck, or SUV. They've got a huge inventory right here on Highway 98 West. Just a stone's throw, really, from the radio station. Uh, right across the highway from us. Big inventory, great selection, uh, great models to choose from. Service after the sale, and uh, Alton and all those guys uh, there wish you and all a Merry Christmas. All right, Luke is back on the show, Kelly. I, I, he's His breathing has settled down a little bit, and uh, he's been on a Zoom call 
uh, that Coach Hall just conducted. And, and what did the new coach have to say, Mr. Johnson? He was uh, really excited. Um, of course, 11 in this class. They're looking to add three more, um, probably an offensive lineman, uh, maybe a defensive back. Uh, he was really excited about the 10 or the ten of the 11 being from Mississippi. And what I heard him say over and over again, which kind of defines the day, he kept bringing up over and over again towns in Mississippi, families in Mississippi, high school coaches in Mississippi. Uh, particularly one of the guys that we talked about from Oxford, from Lafayette High School, Brendan Tolls, the defensive back, he said, uh, oh, yeah, his family is from this small little town in North Mississippi called Amory. And so you, you heard Hall say over and over again, uh, just showing the connections um, that he has, uh, p- particularly a couple things that I think um, uh, were, was really good to hear him uh, talk about. He said before Trello and Tate Watley went home for Christmas, he sat them down and said, hey, guys, here's our plan. We want to bring in a transfer quarterback. We want to bring in uh, a high school quarterback, and Keys and Webb fit that bill. And so he was really up front, and he talked about how, you know, uh, going after Ty Keys, he was up front with Coach Fritz at Tulane when he left. He wasn't going to really go after any Tulane recruits except Ty Keys. Um, and, and the other thing about the wide receivers was, uh, he just said, you know, the talent was available. We, we may not need wide receiver this year, but when Brownlee and Jones and some of those guys leave, we're gonna, um, we're gonna need them going forward. And so, uh, Kelly, you know, in, in hearing him talk, it just seemed like there was a lot of talent available in South Mississippi. And man, they went, they went for it and they landed a ton of them. Yeah. Well, he'd know a little bit about Amory, Mississippi, considering that's his hometown, right? Um, yeah, but we, exactly but right. we talked. We talked yesterday, Luke, um, and I don't know if you heard it. Bob and I was. It, it just seemed logical to me that when you got a keys and and the kid from Georgia, T, um, help me out, the quarterback that the, just that's transferring, the kid from T. Georgia, Webb. yeah, yeah, okay, T. Webb. yeah, T Webb. So, so you got those two real stud quarterbacks coming in. It's logical to assume that then you're going to have wide receivers that are going to want to come here, right? Because they're, they're going to yeah. want to be the guy that's catching the passes from, from any one of those four quarterbacks that are, that are now on staff. And, you know, the thing, the thing you worry about now is that you've got four you know, pretty, pretty decent quarterbacks, but obviously only one, you would think, ideally, is going to play. And in this transfer culture that we're in now, you know, if you're not going to get to play, you know, you go into the transfer portal. But competition is good. So you got these wide receivers coming in. You know, they're all going to they're going to have to. And the two guys that are coming back that you mentioned, and Jones and Brownlee. I mean, those are those are going to be the bell cows, obviously. But competition makes everybody better. And I wish that players. I wish everybody in the business world and everything else. Competition makes you better, and it makes it better for the people that you're trying to service and take care of. So, um, yeah, and he, and he did want Mississippi DNA to be in the footprint of his recruiting class. And as you said, 10 of the 11. You know, there's lots of talent right yeah. here in Mississippi. And I assert that Southern Miss fans would much rather, you know, pay to see and cheer for Mississippi kids than some dudes from, like, California. Right. And avocados, as you he, mentioned, he did. the other side. <laughs> He did say that. He said, He said, particularly on these last three that they're going to get, he said, we don't want to reach. We want to add them as soon as possible, but we're going to bring in good football players. And he said, if we have a good football player that's 25 miles away and a good football player that's 750 miles away, we're going after the kid 25 miles away. Yeah, and they got the, they got the number one kicker in the state. And I know people go, oh, please, kickers. Let me tell you something about kickers. Kickers are like lawyers, all right? They don't necessarily get a lot of respect, 
But when you need one, you want a good one. That's for right? damn sure, Kelly. <laughs> yes. and, Can't tell you the times in the last um, um, 10 years people have asked me, hey, do I have any eligibility left? Well, I'm sure it wouldn't take long, Luke, to get the old leg back in shape. But I'm just saying what, what's interesting about the, yeah. the, kid, the kicker that they signed, the number one kicker in the state, and what high school did he go to? Oxford. Oxford. Yeah. Well, good. Right there, good. right there in the Rebels' backyard. Took him right out from underneath the Rebels. He wants so to come that? to the good part of the state and live. I mean, you can't blame a kid for that. You know, shopping malls, four-way, you know, his, intersections, his interstates. He's the mayor of, of Oxford, stuff. too. That's yeah. the thing about it. His mom's the mayor of Oxford. Toby Barker said he was going to set her up an office in, in Hattiesburg. But, but uh, guys, I, I just can't tell you. I mean, I'm, I'm really not trying to embellish this. This is one of the best recruiting classes, possibly the best in the last 20 years for Southern Miss. It's unbelievable. The thing, the thing that you always are worried about, though, obviously, health. Can people stay healthy, and can they stay on top of their grades? You certainly hope that both of those will be the case, because it has the making to certainly be a great one. And we do know now that the mayor of Oxford is about to become the biggest Southern Miss fan in the state. And that is a good thing, Kelly, Love don't it. you think? Nana, nana, boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wraps up this day. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Full crew should be back on board now, and uh, we're glad of that. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.